So, this quarantine has been the longest time of my life. Yeah. This shit's longer than college. Yeah. <laughs> shit. And I'm just, I'm ready, I'm ready for it to be over. You know what I found out in this quarantine? What? Bobby Brown has sauces. Really? Every little step I take. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown. has <laughs> has sauces. He has well, barbecue like, sauces. He, he has marinades. He he likes the grill and shit. Right? He does. Have you seen Bobby Brown? No, I have not. You seen haven't him. seen. First of all, Bobby Brown looked like somebody loved him. Like he loved himself. Yes. Like the lad loves him. Yes. And he just put he, that pipe down. I tell he, you. <laughs> Shit, I tell you, once you do that, man, open your open your life up to some new thing. So this uh, mentor in my head posted him on her Instagram like right before the Teddy Riley and Babyface John, mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah. The the production that Teddy Riley tried to put up. Right. Right. Why he do that? He had the he had the hype man. He had the hype man, the, the choir, band. the band, the soundboard. He couldn't mix. have had a sound mix anything because no one knew what the fuck was going on with the sound. He had the church sound. No, what took me out is when he told Babyface that he was the problem and then Babyface did nothing and he was like, yeah, see, what you did right there helped. He said, I, did, I, didn't, he said, I, did, I didn't do anything. I did, I did a goddamn thing. I didn't do a goddamn thing. Babyface said, I'm, you know, by myself. Self-quarantine. He had a whole fucking production. Like, he was about to go on fucking Somebody should have called and got their production shut down. I, there's a business that I think is operating that shouldn't be. Yes. You know how many times I wanted to use that number? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know the fucking number. I have no idea what the fuck the number is, where it comes from. Even if you... I don't even know if you can Google it. That's a snitching-ass number. But I wanted to use the fucking number on many businesses. But the second one was good. The second one, I feel like Teddy realized that the first one, he was really losing. <laughs> he was losing. He was like, yeah, let me tighten it the fuck let up. Let me tighten it the fuck but up. But the fact that he had a fucking towel around his neck, like he just oh fucking God. did 10 rounds in the, in the ring. And then going to get mad because uh, Babyface pulled out his, his guitar. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh, they, oh, they told me I couldn't have instruments. But can we talk about the part where he said, where Babyface said... Oh, I don't do, I don't do remixes. He said, I'm sorry, I'm, he played uh, Jan Jackson, I Get So Lonely Remix. He said, I'm sorry, did, did you produce that? And he's like, no, no, I was on a remix. He said, oh, 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 I didn't, I didn't know we, I didn't know we could do remixes. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't do remixes. I don't do remixes, right. Excuse the fuck out of me. Yes, it was, it was what the culture needed at that moment. I really enjoyed it. Babyface won in my eyes. I can see where there is where there were a couple songs I was like, ooh, all right, all right, Teddy. But in my eyes, Babyface won. I just I love him. I feel like Babyface can do no wrong. I feel like when it comes to these joints, nostalgia always gonna win. It's literally in every you you watch every battle. Mm-hmm. Anytime you play a song that is older and hit, and it just was a hit back in the day and shit. It it wins. It wins. That joint was popping. It was. I enjoyed it. You know who was funny as shit on the first... I didn't listen. I didn't read her Twitter the second uh, round, but the first attempt, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton is funny as shit on Twitter. Jesus. She is fucking hilarious. What is she talking about? She gonna say, watching these old men try to work social media is like watching old people try to work jitterbug phones. No, dead ass. It was literally <laughs> painful. But then you kind of was like, you just wanted to help them. It was just like your uncle or something. Your, old, your older uncle just hit the Facebook for the first time or some shit. And you just trying to really help them. And then they post every whack ass, oh, fake ass news article yes. out there talking about stay woke. <laughs> With their pictures of the fucking camera angle under their chin. Oh my god. Shit. I felt bad. Men, older men angle the camera underneath their nose mm-hmm. right by their chin and then older women they angle it on top s- of the forehead on top of the head. <laughs> they older women sometimes do this little side thing <laughs> where it's like literally only half of your fucking because face. Because they're shot. trying to so I realized <laughs> because my cousin does she's not that old. I don't know why. 
But instead of like, <laughs> all right, so there's something in the picture they want to take a picture. Of, like, all right, they got a new bed set. They want instead of just taking a picture of the bed set, they feel like their face. <laughs> gotta be in it with the best so you get like they nose and the tip of the lips like, what and an f- eye and then you get the bed just take a picture of the goddamn bed it's like damn why are you so turned around your neck don't fucking hurt why do you need to be in this picture and why can't you have somebody else take it if you want to be in it so bad file that selfie taking your take your selfie taking abilities are horrible Trash. That's sad. You know we're going to get phone calls about that. Yeah, because that was real personal. We love y'all. Where we were going. but We love y'all. It comes to a point where enough is a fucking mouth. Let's go somewhere safer. Huh? So we watch Black AF. This is safer? This is safer. Oh, okay. I really enjoy talking I- about our family. <laughs> but, uh, we watched Black AF. And Sounds, what did you think about Black AF? I enjoyed it personally. I felt like again people uh the facts are this is the facts that people are telling me that apparently is based off his wife, is based more specifically off his family, I should say. Mm-hmm. And like more, I guess, into depth than blackish. Um his wife is biracial. His kids are, you know, uh, you know, got a little white in them or whatever. So this is what his family, you know, his image looks like. And I think if that is what you were going for, and that's the idea mm-hmm. that um, people wanted to see again, <laughs> I guess, because you already got blackish. I didn't really see the point of doing it again. Um However, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, I like dry humor. Mm-hmm. And it was very dry. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, like, was it, like, uh, knee slap or you're falling over? No, but it had a little moments where you chuckled. Because it, it's dry humor, you know? It gave me, if, like, real curb, curb Your Enthusiasm type vibes, you know? So I never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. I have seen the trailer for it, commercials for it. Maybe I've seen a half of episode by accident. But I enjoy Black Air. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It remind me, like you said, just of Blackish. I thoroughly enjoy Blackish. But apparently, Black viewers don't like Blackish. They don't like Grownish. They don't like Mixish. They don't like that. Black Air. I did not know that. I love grownish. I love blackish. Mixers, uh, okay. However, mixers, I feel like it's a lane. There, we, listen, you lay down with anybody that's outside of your race, mm-hmm. your kid is biracial, right? Right. If you're a black man, you laying down with a white woman, you're a white woman, I mean, you're a black woman laying down with a white man, your kid is, is going, going to, to be, be biracial. biracial. You don't think they have issues where they're trying to figure out their fucking identity. You don't think like their issues is is real. They don't. You don't think you know people go through that shit. So a big thing that I heard about Black AF was people. From what I understand, people don't like mixed ish because they just feel like how many issues is there going to be and whatever the case may be. And it He's was getting a bag. He's making a bag off of his shit. His shit is the issues. Because in his life, he's dealing with issues. I have this half white wife. Blackish. Blackish. You know, the mixish is about her. I have my daughter. My daughter. Going to college. Grownish. Grownish. Like, this is. I don't, I don't know. What the fuck do people want? So, black AF people was pissed off because the family. Because it's called Black AF, but the family is light skinned. <laughs> Don't get silent. The family is light skinned. According to them, Rashida Jones, is that her name? Yeah. Quincy Jones' daughter, uh, always plays a white woman. And they don't understand how it can be called Black AF if nobody in there is dark skinned. So basically, Rashida Jones don't play in roles where 
she necessarily discusses her race or identity. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that she necessarily play a white... I mean, I guess if you we, if we reading to the in between the lines, did they cast her because she could pass? Absolutely. fucking Well, they casted her... No, I'm talking about like in her other right. roles, right? right. Mm-hmm. They cast her in these roles obviously because she is a woman of color. However, she can pass. And on top of the fact, let's not forget who her fucking father is. Okay? Quincy motherfucking Jones. Who has stake in the film industry because he scored films. Black films. Black films. Right. So, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this is a reach. And I feel like you can't be it's mad at reach. the man for doing a show about his family involving people who are similar to his family. He was supposed to have a dark-skinned wife and dark-skinned children So that's basically saying that y'all don't like Blackish because Tracy Ellis Ross is in there. She's light-skinned and she's mixed. And the kids are light-skinned. And the kids are light-skinned. So you don't like... So you don't like... So you only like Dre, Zoe, and Diane. And Jack. Yeah. So you don't like Junior and you don't like Tracy Ellis Ross. No, because they're light-skinned. Fuck the fact that we got Loris Frischburn in there and Jennifer Lewis in there. Fuck the fact that. They're barely making it. And Dianco, barely making it. Barely, I guess. Barely making it. Because they're not dark enough. Because they're not dark enough. I don't get it. There's an article that questioned, can you, is it hard to please the black audience now? I didn't read the whole article. You know which. But that's the question. Is it hard? So let's, let's, let's. Mm -hmm. What I'm about to say all applies. Remember the episode on black as fuck? Mm -hmm. Where he was said, he was FaceTiming the other writers. And he was saying like. We need to stop passing content just because it's bl- or like accepting content just because it's black and we don't want to be critical about it. Oh yeah, it was one with Issa Rae, uh, Lena Waif, Ava DuVernay, and some other guy. I, I forgot. forgot the other guy's name. Two other guys. Mm-hmm. And, oh, um, Will Packer. And Will I Pack- forgot the other guy. Yeah, I forgot the other guy's name. And it was just a little scene, and they just was like, he was asking him questions about a movie or whatever that was out, and it was corny, and he wanted to know how they felt, and and all of them was like, oh well, yeah, it was cool. And he's like, come on, guys. Give your honest fucking opinion. And then they was like, oh, well, who is from? And then, you know, and then, they, they, you know, they were basically frowning with their responses. And I think when it comes to that, we do accept bullshit because it's black. Mm-hmm. And it's like because it's black, we're extra, extra hard on the criticism, the of criticism it. or the love for it or the love for it. It's weird. It's like we're either too or either hard on the criticism for it because it's black or we're hard on the love for it because it's black and it's not black enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what black enough is. Or we, we let shit pass because it's black. That's, it just seemed like there's no way to please. So then you answer the question. It's very hard to please the black audience. Yes. They don't know what the fuck they want. They don't. It's just... You get mad at Tyler Perry for his, I guess, horrible plays in movies, which some are a little questionable for me personally, but I enjoy a lot of it. But he built a whole fucking studio. Then you're mad at him for building a studio, but not not having enough black writers like, because he wants to write his own shit. It's like y'all pick and choose what the fuck y'all want to be. It's like y'all love the bullshit, but mm-hmm. criticize the good sh- the shit that's actually fucking good and mm-hmm. thought provoking. Well, yeah, I mean, but they do that on social media all the time. You, you mad at him. this man because oh, I don't like the way that he went about making his money, but he got a studio, so it's all good. And then you're mad at him because you don't feel like he hires enough black writers. But his reasoning, not I mean, his reasoning is his reasoning. You do what you want to do when you own your own shit. However, his reasoning for not hiring a lot of writers in the first place. Because he don't feel like other people can get what he's trying to say. And he said he's hired non-union writers before who didn't get the vision. And he's hired union writers before where he's had to do multiple rewrites and pay them every time they do a rewrite. And he felt like at one point that they were fucking up the rewrites so they can continue to get paid. Bam. So now you realize that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But fuck that. All right, that's just my shit. Are we going to ignore the fact that I built the whole fucking studio production thing? And in place that I can 
other writers can be like, hey, this is a movie that I, I wrote. Other directors like, hey, this is a film. I'm, and I want to shoot it on because I don't Tyler want Perry's y'all. Studio. Because I don't want y'all in my personal shit. I have, I have built a platform and a space and an environment so y'all can be who the fuck y'all want to be. Anybody and not just a not a nigga in a dress. Any fucking body. Tyler Perry said on uh, Ti's expeditiously, I cater. To my fucking audience. Mm-hmm. That's why I move the way that I move. That's why I can do the things that I do. Y'all talk shit about this and this and that. My audience is black fucking women. And they love everything. And they love it. What he got and they dropping on. a coin every time he do something. Drop coins big so enough for him. what the fuck him? can a nigga tell me? Nothing. What he tell... Uh, oh, what did he tell... Uh, whatchamacallit on <laughs> black as fuck... I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Tyler Perry real black as fuck. Yeah, that I, little scene. He said, I don't give a fuck. He, they criticize me, talk about me, do whatever. I don't give a fuck about them. You don't I mean, give a fuck. Oh, don't give a... Oh, baby mamas. <laughs> Trey Song's got a baby mama. So that. Trey Song's... Showed his baby mama. He actually had a baby mama. Do you know the day before he showed his baby mama, you asked me if Trey Songz had a baby mama? Wow. Because he, he had a picture of his of his son for the, for the baby's birthday. And he was like, he got a baby mama? Oh, shit, I, I don't fucking know. On some shit. He paid the bitch to have I, the kid. I don't, <laughs> she's cute. She's very regular looking. Very. She's cute though. She's adorable. Like they look like they met on Christian Mingo. They look like they, you know. But he didn't really specify if they was together. if they were together or not. Right. He just kept saying, "What's his son name?" Oh, girl. Whatever, whatever his son. He said, "Such, I, I thank, thank, I'm thankful for my you, son's right. My mom. son's mom. He didn't call her his baby mama. He didn't call her his girlfriend. He said, my son's mom.' But Trey Song's got a baby mama." You remember Case? Happily Ever After Case? Mm-hmm. So, apparently he has a baby mom, too. <laughs> he got a baby mom, too? He got a baby mom. He might have a few. I'm not really sure. But apparently Case doesn't pay child support. Mm-hmm. And hasn't paid child support. And he owes her about 500 k in child support. He don't got that. You don't think Case has 500 k for child support? I don't think he has that because if he had, he would have paid it. He don't got it. You think he he would have paid it if he had, had it? Like, that's, what, that's what you... Let's look up Case's I just network. feel like if you got the money, pay, pay child support. The niggas who don't got the money be the ones bitching and moaning about it. That might be true. So his... Oh, my God. His name is Case Woodard. What the fuck is that? Yeah, he ain't got it. He has a net worth of $11 million according to Google. He don't got a Google. fucking... <laughs> oh, my God. No, the fuck he don't. <laughs> he got a net worth of $11 million, uh-huh. according How much do he Google. got that? Oh, well, I... How much do he got... Physically, he ain't got eleven million. I don't, girl. He's, he, genuine is only is worth, according to Google, genuine is worth five million. I feel like genuine would be worth more than case. Did you see the bullshit that I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't hate that shit. Ooh, according to this, Keep Sweat has an estimated net worth of negative $100,000. Get the fuck out of here. Google making shit up at this point. This is fake news. Or th- this is all fake news at this point. They gonna say Bobby Brown's net worth is $2 million. Y'all play a lot of motherfucking... Y'all tell me Case is worth more than Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown, and Genuine. Put together? Put together? Right, at that point. I hate it here. I really hate it here. Not missing you. Not missing you. Touch me, motherfucking tease me. <laughs> <laughs> My case. Yeah. What did you think of Kelly Rowland's new song, Coffee? I love it. It's definitely a bop. And the cover is beautiful. And she sounds amazing. And um, 
I want to hear more. I'm happy whenever she comes out with music. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Kelly fan. I want her to have more consistent, like, hit-for-hit hit songs. I'm a Kelly fan. I love yeah. Kelly. Kelly can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah, But I like the fact that she do it whenever she feel like yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. It's not yeah. like, um, uh, I got to, you know. I got to chase the, I got to chase this all the time. Yeah, I, I feel had like to do. She, yeah, that was a, uh, it was a nice little bop. Mm-hmm. What's the song? How'd that go? You know, I don't know the lyrics. But it was a nice <laughs> little bop, though. I enjoyed it. And she, uh, I, th- I don't know if she has a contract with them. But she was promoting a coffee, a black-owned coffee brand called Black and Bold. And I looked them up, and they have grounds that are specifically crushed for a French press. So I'm going to go ahead and support that. Absolutely. And In the name owned. of Ease for Beats. <laughs> black-owned. I need to do that. No, that's, that's a good look. See, that's what we need to do more as black people. Cross-promote. Mm-hmm. It's all you know what I mean. That's how we get on. That's how we help each other. We ain't, it's not. We ain't got yeah. We ain't got to step on each other's back and shit like that. Of course, she probably got stake in the company. Why wouldn't she? Of because you know promotion ain't free. Hello. You know, but e- either way, she saw an opportunity. She saw you know young entrepreneurs doing what they got to do, and she believed them and invested in them, and that's the way you do it. Amen. So For amen. Take yeah. You know, so shoot, uh, shout out to you, Kelly Rowe. New shit coming on TV. Uh, Whitney has a biopic coming out. Whitney who? <laughs> Houston? Sit down, Miss Houston. Oh my God. Another one? It's going to be called I Want to Dance with Somebody, and it's produced by Pat Houston and Clive Davis. So, Clive Davis. Everybody want to tell their side and their version of Whitney. Everybody. It's biopics, documentaries, books. Just we all Whitney, know she was Whitney. on crack. <laughs> she had a problem. Did you ever finish Robin's book? I didn't finish Robin's book. It was getting good though. Yeah, I, I remember just, you was. Yeah, you was it was really it. getting good. I need to finish listening to it. It was. It was getting good. I guess I got. I should get my Audible subscription back. Guess I should pay that. But um, yeah, it got a little risque, a little bit. A little. Talked about the first I, time they had sex. And I don't think I don't think Robin telling no lies. I don't think Bobby telling no lies. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think no. I don't think these people telling no lies. <laughs> because if you really sit back and think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's story kind of lined the fuck up. Yep. Maybe not word for word, scene for scene. But the vast majority, the vast majority, it lines the, the fuck story? up. Line right the fuck Whitney up. Whitney was a wild woman. We love her. Music was amazing, you know. She's forever going to live on. Rest in peace to uh, Bobby, you know. Christina as well. But they ain't, t- they ain't telling no fucking lies. You took a long pause in Bobby. And I was going to say, uh, Bobby's not dead. No, you love Bobby Christina. <laughs> I got smoke in my lungs. And <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was trying to get myself together. Tamar Braxton is going to host a show. A talk show? No, it uh-huh. is a show called To Catch a Beautician, where she will evaluate people. People will come to her that have fucked up hair or alopecia or bald spots or fucked up weaves or whatever, whatever hair issues that you have. And her and her beautician will help them. Not really interested. I am. I don't know. I enjoy seeing Tamar on TV. Yeah. And I think I'm going to like her outside of the reality aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to thoroughly enjoy that. I just, I like Tamar. Yeah, I like Tamar too. I don't know if I'm interested in that. I'm a, well, you know, I'm going to watch it. I watch YouTube makeup tutorials, so, you know. And Kenan Thompson has a show too. Coming out. Yeah, he plays a father, single mm-hmm. father of two uh, Two twin. twin girls. It's directed by Chris Rock. Twin girls. Twin girls. You don't have to say two twin. Oh, I said two twin girls. Yeah. Mm, girl. <laughs> that's a liquor. Yeah. Okay. Twin girls. Um, produced by Chris Rock. I think that's going to be interesting. Uh-huh. Fox Soul. Do you know what Fox Soul is? Me, yeah. Remember I told you about that shit? Uh-huh. The, Fox, the racist ass fucking Fox 29. <laughs> not Fox 29, but Fox period. Uh-huh. Fox decided Network. to put all the niggas on one fucking app. 
and play all that shit. Is Quincy on there? Is that bitch, uh, what's her name? What's hmm. the, uh, Tam- uh Tamira? Tia? No, 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 no. She got a show. She got short hair. Short hair. She got a show. Oh, Tamra. Tamra. All these hoes. Oh, she has a show on there, too. Yeah, she got a show on Fox. They probably got Wendy. No, yeah, Wendy's on Fox, too. All that shit. I saw that shit. So, Claudia Jones. I said, look at this shit. (laughs) Listen, Claudia Jones has a show. And she is a former... I forgot what else Claudia Jones does. I'll look it up. But she she was also a former apprentice. Um, She was also on Apprentice before. But she has a show where she features Lisa Ray, Selena Johnson, and Vivica Fox. Oh. Apparently, the show gets a little... It's it's, it's older women... I'm about to say, it's a show, it just seems to be a show with older women really lending their opinion and just talking their shit so that they're going to talk. older women 40 plus. Like 40 plus, yeah. Okay. Talking their shit, saying what everybody else is scared to say, <laughs> and Lisa Ray decided that it was a good time to put out there that the Kardashians are what is wrong with the image of women's bodies and why girls keep getting these fucking surgeries that make them look like they have no hips and their, their, I mean, no waist and their hips are like out past their shoulders mm-hmm. and this big ass with these little ass legs. And basically... The conversation was a lot about was about what the fuck are you going to look like at 60? What are you going to look at 40? Fuck it. What do you look like now? And it's a problem with the image of it because they want this very obtainable body that is not meant for them or really anybody mm-hmm. in some senses. You have women who are really thick and who have curves and who are shaped like that. But the whole hips out past your shoulder shit. Like Tommy. You know Tommy from... Uh, Love and Hip Hop, Crazy Ass Tommy, mm-hmm. my favorite. Oh, she was my favorite. She got surgery. Mm. She has this body shape now. Mm. It looks terrible. She looked um, deformed. A lot of people has this body shape. And honestly, I, I actually don't uh, disagree. Because at the end of the day, these women grew up in the 90s. In the 90s, these women was natural. Built nice, stallion type women, right? Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I like, said so like somebody creep ass pasta. Lisa... Ah! Lisa Ray in the 90s was known to be beautiful, shapely, mm-hmm. but natural. Vivica. Now, Vivica got all that shit done to her face. And she got titties. And so Vivica kind of fought in line in that bullshit, too. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like a lot of people contribute. If you want to be real, it's Vivica. Not with the shape, mostly, but with the work. Kim, Lil' Kim, you know. Um, Poor Kim. More millennial like Nicki Minaj. Definitely. Facts. Kardashians for sure. I feel like a lot of people contribute. Uh, a lot of women contribute contribute to it. And I also think men contribute to it as well. So, Claudia, I'm sorry, Claudia Jordan is an actress. Fuck is this bitch? She didn't, you didn't see Nora's hair? Okay. She gotta be known for something else in Nora's hair salon. Well, she was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She was on Apprentice. She was on Price is Right. No. Let me no, see no, a picture. No, 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 no. She's a cute girl. She's a cute woman. She's oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was on the uh, Real Housewives. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. She's a model reality TV. Reality TV star, radio personnel, an actress. No, but yeah. And she was a model on Dell or No Dell. Really? I used to like that show. I think a lot of people contribute to... This whole plastic surgery quick fix shit. I agree. Michael Jackson. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Rick James. He got work done. I feel like it. You know, Rick James got work. Done? Yo, real shit. You can see his face. They all them niggas got work done, mm-hmm. right? And you look at it, and then everything, everything that you do, you have a a a, a person. That does it, all right, I might do it sometime. And you have an extreme case, right? Mm-hmm. And everything, mm-hmm. right? I agree. Where we at now with it is an extreme fucking case. It looks terrible. Women, boys, whatever, whoever, like, be getting this shit, their body's not even developed for fully. Nope. 
and they're getting these things. Because so when your body funds developing, you it gotta develop maintain all weird, it. And you gotta you have to keep maintaining the tuck in the bucks, the nip tucks. Look, we watch the show. We we're familiar with the nip tuck show. Yeah, it's you gotta maintain that. I like botch. Botch was a good show. Botch was. Was freaky and scary. You don't get Botox one time and be like, yeah, I'm good for the rest of the I'm done. It's a consistent thing. So then you like, damn, all right, your Botox is not fulfilling. Let me get my boobs. My Your boobs not so fulfilling. Now your boobs are getting bigger and bigger. Oh, my butt needs to get bi- as big. So now your waist is a fucking pencil. Your ass look like a fucking balloon. And your hips are past your shoulders. And your titties look like watermelons. And you're physically harming your body even more. And then your legs look like twigs. They can't hold up your body. And now you look dumb. <laughs> All of this shit is, is, is the problem. The fact that people are still using skin lightening cream. This all like goes- how is that even a thing? How the hell is skin lightening cream even a thing? Remember when Black China was promoting skin lightening cream? Fucking ridiculous. Her ass looks disgusting, All too. of those things are the extreme form of all of this shit. And what these women were saying, they didn't lie. But if you're going to say it, then really say it. Because the first person who I remember when I was a young person growing up, and he was like, oh my God, she getting all this fucking work done, and she fucking herself up, was Lil' Kim. And that's just because that's my age. I'm only 25. Right. I remember the stages of watching Little Kim growing up. Michael Jackson. I remember these things. Mm-hmm. It's getting scary. And it's getting dark. You want to look like a fucking Barbie? Oh, God. My, oh, my God. Remember the white girl? You ever... You see, you watch Nip and Tuck. So do you remember the white girl who kept getting surgeries because she wanted to look like Barbie? Yes. And the guy, the white guy who kept getting surgeries because he wanted to look like Ken? That is not, that is not okay. I'm all for, you know, your body is your body. You do what you want to do with it and whatever the case may be. However, at some point, therapy's needed. And then I look, also look at the doctors. Because when do you say, yeah, I can't do this? When do your morals and your ethics uh, come into play and be like, ma'am, sir, I can't do this shit no more. I feel like some of these doctors and shit, they licenses got to get fucking pulled into question, man. (laughs) Real shit. You know what I feel like, though? I feel like some of them do say no, but then like some of them do say no. Because they don't want that shit on their license or their conscience. And I feel like some of them want to say no, but they just don't. Because they feel like if I don't tell you no, if I tell you no, you're just going to go to somebody else. And I might as well take the money. Man, that's fucked up. That's fucking terrible. But she said what she said. And, and I, I appreciate and again, it. Back, back to the, the women of that, um, what is it, the show? Mm-hmm. I can't say I can't say I disagree. But let's elaborate. Let's really get deep down into into the issue into of the all. issue of of it all. Jesse Smollett and his alleged attacker reportedly engaged in a sexual relationship. <laughs> you know he got sued, right? <sighs> you wanna you ever met a nigga who just <laughs> who just fuck up their whole life? And keep doing shit to fuck it up. You know, they they just keep fucking it up and keep fucking it up and keep fucking it up and keep fucking it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Juicy Smollett. What's his name? Juicy Smollett. Smollett. Yes. You got to pull your shit together, fam. Like, it got to to get to a point where it's just like, enough is the fuck enough, bro. You tried to do something. It failed. Terribly. It fucking fell terribly. All your endorsements, but then you bring shit. and then you bring people who you can be who you can be connected back to. Cause he's a fucking like face. why? Anybody knows if you're gonna do a crime, you do it with people that you can't be connected to. But this is the logical thinking of a man. Oh yeah, because men are the most logical creatures in the world. They they don't go off of emotion. It's all logic. Fuck the fact that we just seen a whole movie today called Sprinter about a boy who damn near broke his goddamn foot because he was mad at his mom for leaving him. Because that was logical. 
That was not good, emotional. That was Sprinter was a good movie. Yeah. His Sprinter mom had to go get the bacon. It was a good film. The mom had to go get the bacon and go she get had the to money. Go to the states yeah. to get the money. Mm-hmm. And then she sent money and made sure he had everything he needed, and so he could, you know, run and you know become the athlete that he is. And he was mad at her for never for not coming back. And he was mad at his father. He was just mad at his dad, and it was a lot of emotion. Father raised them while his mother was over there doing what the fuck she got to do to provide or whatever. Then and he found mad- up. He found up. You know. They getting a divorce, so now he mad at the dad. And mad at the mom. At and the mom. This little nigga just was mad at everybody. Broke his goddamn... He, I think he twisted his ankle before his race and then broke his goddamn ankle during the race because he saw his mom and got emotional. I mean, logical. Um, <laughs> You're funny as shit. And yeah. <laughs> and while we're on the topic of logic, <laughs> let's see if this is logical. Chloe Kardashian says she may need to borrow some sperm from Tristan Thompson for baby number two. <laughs> so is she admitting that she borrowed sperm for baby number one because that wasn't a, a real relationship? <laughs> Listen, I don't give a fuck about the KKK. She want to, you know, <laughs> what she want to do. You don't even know what she want to do. I don't give a fuck. She wanna, you know. Yep. I don't give a fuck. She wanna do that. She wanna. Drake has. Aubrey. Oh, Aubrey Graham. What the Aubrey do, guys? Has a four hundred thousand dollar mattress. It's all black. Yeah, I did. See- oh, I did see it. And oh my god, do you see his house? Is it purple? Is that the no. one? His house? Is it purple? Is that the one where it's purple all in there? No, it's not purple all in there. Oh. He was on the cover of... um. Or it's purple lights or something? No, it's purple in there, but he was on uh, AD. Ooh. Architectural Digest. Oh, nice. His house is so fucking gorgeous. It's like... It just... It looks like a hotel... But it's just like it's so it's so extravagant. I I don't know how you go on tour with this house because I would just want to stay there. Oh my goodness, I gotta look at it. I don't even know how you go on tour with this house because I would literally just want to stay there. Hold on, I'm trying. To, so that's the cover. Oh, this house shit. is humongous. And it's so pretty. Who picked out his chandeliers? Probably his mama. Oh my goodness, guys! Y'all, should be, oh. y'all need to y'all need to see this house. Drake's house is fucking amazing. It has a seventies type vibe. It does. It does. And then that robe that he had on, <laughs> oh that fur that he had on the cover, <laughs> he had a seventies guy. He just. How do you go on tour with this house? I wouldn't want to go on tour. I wouldn't want to go anywhere. That's where Drake fuck bitches at. Yeah. That's where, you know, I think that's that might have been where Adonis, Adonis was a... Uh... There's a baby name? Yeah, his name was Adonis. I thought his name was Abed. Abed? Who the Not fuck told you... Not a... Who the fuck told you that his baby's name was Abed? Abed or some shit. Abed? Oh, Y'all me. swear to God that nigga's Arabian. He is, he is biracial. His mama is white. His daddy is black. He's Canadian. Y'all want that nigga to be Puerto Rican, Arabian... Oh, that's what I thought the little nigga name was. Irritating. How do you feel about Insecure so far this season? Insecure is really good. I'm like, <laughs> ew, ew, fix it. Insecure is really good. I'm ew, like, fix that. I'm like totally not feeling Molly and um Molly and Issa's relationship. I feel like. Molly needs to kind of grow the fuck up. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like, like, Issa wanting to look on the bright side about this whole Condola and, um, Lawrence, Lawrence situation. I feel like that's very mature of her. One, I, she, Issa's thinking about the bigger picture. At I the agree. end of the day, I'm trying to start a business. I'm trying to pull off this block party. I'm not trying to let any, my ex or uh interfere with the fuck I'm trying to do. I I she works well with Condola and it benefits both of them to work with each other. I just feel like what they have to do is bigger than Lawrence's dick. 
And so I don't think that that should be a thing. And I feel like Molly felt a little wounded when Issa told her that, bitch, you tripping. But Molly really do be fucking tripping. She really be in these relationships delusional as fuck. First of all, she's still pissed off because her little girl feelings got hurt because she found out that her parents had some hiccups in their marriage. Like, grow the fuck up. Her little, her little girl fantasy bubble was fucking popped. So she's all fucking upset. She didn't want to date. She didn't date the guy the one time because he let a guy suck his dick before and he didn't like it. He never did it again. So in her world, he was gay. She got mad at Dro for being in an open relationship, telling her that she that he was in an open relationship, an open marriage with his wife, and then acting as if he was in an open marriage with his wife. She liked the brown skin guy that she's that she was dealing with before she started fucking Dro, but then didn't like him because he was everything that she claimed that she wanted, and then realized that that's not who she wanted. Mm-hmm. She's pissed off with Andrew, the Asian guy, because he is dating other people because they're not exclusive or they weren't exclusive when the first episode came out. They weren't exclusive and he was dating other people and because she committed from the phone number that he should have too. Molly is getting on my fucking nerves. Molly is getting annoying. Yes, indeed. Like she was annoying before and I was like, all right. You know, I knew I know somebody that's like her, so I can kind of like, you know, tough it out. But even that person got the fuck on my nerves. Yeah. So Molly's getting on my nerves. Um. Now with the last episode, people feel like Lawrence that Issa's going to be Lawrence's side joint. Why do people want Issa and Lawrence to get back together? I don't. I don't want. Issa I'm not interested in that at all. I'm gonna be pissed if that's like the outcome. Right. I feel like I think that exes can be friends. I think exes can be friends, too. You know? Um, however, I don't want them to get back together, and I want it to be strictly friendship, if that's what's going to be. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like when the Lawrence and Gondola conversation, she just was like, you know, you invited yourself, which you basically did. That is very true. And so- I feel like Lawrence has this... Male logical thing that he believes that just because he's ready to commit, that she should be ready to commit today too. Right, like she literally just got divorced a year and a half ago. Fuck the fact that six months ago, Lawrence was fucking multiple bitches at a time. Getting chlamydia. Getting chlamydia. But now, six months later, he's ready to settle down. So the first woman that he meets has to be ready to settle down right now also. Yeah. But did you see the little after th- conversation thing mm-hmm. where the 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 character the woman who plays Gondola was just like she don't think that Lawrence was felt like he was ready for all that it was I mean no oh yeah, yeah. she felt yeah. like he didn't like it uh, like he it. wasn't necessarily ready to move to the next step with her he's ready to move to the next step in his life right. Because he's kind of stuck at his job right now where he is. And then he's stuck at a Right now he's stuck in a place where he doesn't know if he's going to have a job. Right. Within the next coming months or whatever the case may be. And he wants to, I don't know, feel some kind of stability in his life. And as she's moving up, he was like, oh, I got to step my game up. Remember when he said that? Yeah, because, I mean, Lawrence has a habit of not doing shit until somebody... And so he, he's at risk of something with his woman. So he didn't get the fuck off the couch until Issa fucked Daniel. But I'm sorry. Issa's a whore, according to somebody that you follow on Facebook. Yeah, I was on Facebook right, with some guy. Lawrence is, Lawrence is a fuckboy who doesn't... honestly do, believes That he is a... And I call him a fuckboy, not in the sense of... Dogging out women. I don't mean fuckboy in that sense. I mean, you don't do shit until some other shit is about to hit the fan. So, Issa had to cheat on you in order for you to get the fuck up off the couch. You were fine being complacent in your job until you decided that you wanted to be with Condola. And Condola stepped up and heard that, like has a really great job and doing whatever it is that she wants to do. But now you're pissed at Condola for not being in the same place that you are when y'all never had that type. One, y'all never had that kind of conversation. Right. 
Two, she got divorced a year and a half ago. From my understanding of divorced people, especially when it comes to divorced women, they don't take no shit. And they already know, listen, I already did this. I'm not doing that again. Mm -hmm. So I want to go about this, 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 this way. But because you're ready to, I don't know, get married and have children tomorrow, she needs to be too. So now you feel some kind of fucking way about it. Yep. That's logical. Yep. It's all logical. It's all logical. Because men are the most logical creatures in the world. No emotions. All logic. Logic. Which is why Donald Trump told people to ingest bleach. Because that was logical too. But, you know, I'm just here. Doing the coronavirus. <laughs> just trying to survive. Coronavirus. Not catch corona. <laughs> you know. Living my best life. Like it's golden. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about the brat being engaged to that woman? I feel like we did. Yeah, I, think I feel we like talked we talked about the brat being engaged to that woman. And how she tried to front like she wasn't gay for the longest time. I saw her at Sweet Heat. You saw the brat at Sweet Heat? Yeah, she was, host- she was hosting a party. She at was- that point, you're officially gay. You're sweet. You are officially. There's no reason for you to be a sweet. It's not like it's not like male gay shit where girls can go. You are officially gay. Right. She was at Sweet Heat, and it was like everybody. We got a special guests in the house. Give it up for the brat. And did she, she did she perform? That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. No, she did. Yes, the fuck she did. No, she did. I was joking. She, I was joking. I, I was joking. I swear on my life. That's what I'm looking for. She, she performed. I swear, yo, you could probably go. You could probably pull up some footage. Footage. I swear she did. She performed. That's what I'm looking for. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She pulled that. Pulled that shit up. If he act right, he could hit it from behind. She performed that? Yeah, she did. Oh. Yeah, she fucking did. My. Ain't no shame in her game, Candy. God. That shit was lit. I was drunk off the hoodie. I mean, of course, was, of course it's lit. lit and she's there and you, you know, drunk and you partying. And then you go home and realize that song is about her liking dick. <laughs> And she performed that at Sweetie. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <coughs> Let's take. I'm gonna say. It's not coronavirus. <laughs> I'm gonna count to three, and then I'm gonna go into something better because I can't uh, say dick and then talk about this next person in the same breath. That's just a lot. One, two, three. Michelle Obama has a documentary coming out. Oh, nice. Where? Uh, it's going to be on Netflix. Ooh. May 6th. Shout out and to IG for that Netflix account. Thank you, Auntie. And it's about her becoming tour with mm. her book. Mm. Which I absolutely loved. It was a great book. It was a beautiful book. My niece was reading that book. My, my 11-year-old niece was reading get Becoming. Get him a pair. <laughs> I said get him a pair. Apparently, her and Obama had a deal with Netflix to come out with some other stuff. So this is going to be interesting. We want all that uh, the Obama content, all of it. I need to see what the fuck y'all doing. All of it. I want to see why y'all not taking care of us, mom and dad, like you're supposed to, and why you leave us with this fuck ass thing. Because Michelle Obama's in D Nice live every fucking night, turning up, (laughs) right, drinking wine out of them expensive ass wine glasses. Oh, guys, I did use my wine glasses. Yeah, for your birthday. For my birthday. And then I got a little tipsy, and then I washed it and put it back into the box. Because I am not breaking that. That is not an everyday glass. That's not a glass that everybody can use. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, people doing the verses. We talked about the Teddy Riley and the baby face one. Let's talk about the potential of Diddy. Doing one with Dr. Dre. Yeah, that's going to be... First of all, I have... I I don't know. I don't know who's going to win that. And the only reason I, I don't know who's going to win that is because being that I'm not like a, a hardcore like hip-hop person, I don't know what specifically Dr. Dre has produced and what he hasn't. Mm-hmm. 
I had a little bit more stake in, or a lot more stake in the Teddy Riley and Babyface one because I'm an R&B head. So I I know R&B. I love R&B. I know who produced certain shit. I've, I don't know what the fuck Dr. Dre has. Like, I don't, I know some things, obviously, but like, I feel like this one, because in my mind, Diddy might win. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> the hip hop headed me. Saying that it it for me personally, it will be a tie. Really? Because like if we just going straight hip hop, like if if Diddy drop big, Drake Drake can drop Snoop Pop. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like he can drop people too. Right. In that same era. Right. So that that will be lit. Right. I think Diddy's probably now. I had now at first I was just like, no, Drake gonna win, but I really sat back and thought that Diddy might win simply because Diddy is popular, still re- like, not that Dre not re- relevant, but Diddy is social media relevant. Mm-hmm. People still tune in. To, you know what I mean? Like, like oh my god, what Diddy doing? Like, Diddy just had a whole joint. On live and shit. Like, he really still interactive with the people. Like And the Bad Boys tour was not that long ago. And the ba- you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But my fear is these dumbass Gen Z's not knowing that how serious the the culture what the culture and the beef from the West Coast and East Coast doing some nut-ass shit, saying some nut-ass shit, hyping it up, making a beef. And giving no respect for it at all. I don't want that. Right, I agree. And even though Dre didn't necessarily have beef with Diddy, it's still... It's still East, the West Coast versus the East Coast yeah. at the end of the day. Because that's what it's going to be known as. That's what we know it as. That's what the generation before us knows it as. East Coast versus West but Coast. But I think it's going to be a great versus. And I think, you know, Diddy ain't going... I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a tie. I don't know. I, I'm telling you. I don't know. Dre got shit. He got hella shit. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's going to be a tie. I don't know who's going to win. And my, I love a lot of the shit that Diddy has produced. Diddy produced bops on top of bops on top of bops. Like, I just fuck with all of it. I just, I feel like Dre might come out and punch me in the throat with some shit that I didn't realize happened or I forgot about. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what Lil John did. A little bit, like he kind of punched me and throw a little bit of some shit I for, completely forgot Facts, about. Because I thought T Pain was gonna get in that ass. Right, I agree. But then I, pe- then Lil John was like, "No, I did this, this, and I said, right. Oh, I was like, oh shit. shit, get in." So, but Diddy has a wide influence, man. Still do. So, and then there's a the question of Erica about doing Lauren Hill. Now I don't know if they're talking about getting on this and <laughs> doing this versus, but. Erica Badu reportedly said that Lauren Hill would like demolish her in a battle. I don't. I, I, yes, I, Lauren Hill. Mind you, what I, she did. With, listen to me. Okay. What the what Lauren Hill did with the Fugees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not. Let's not play around with that. On top of mm-hmm. her one and only solo album that is still in rotation to this still day. Still in still people's do hearts. To this still day. doing tours to this one. One, Candace. Yeah, I understand that. No, one. No, and I and I completely understand how big Erica that is. Bajan. To have one album that when did when did that album come? When did Lauryn Hill's album come out? When did that one come out? When the ninety four? I want to say ninety four. I feel like Lauryn Hill's album came out in ninety four. So I I understand. I'm and I completely understand and respect what has happened, what has been said. The miseducation of Lauryn Hill came out in ninety eight. Ninety eight. What is being? What has happened? What is being said? Like what that shit might look like. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Baduism is everything. Lauren mm-hmm. 
That one album. I know. You can't tell me. Come on, man. So what if we went head for head album wise? So the miseducation of Lauren Hill versus Baduism. I told you. <laughs> Not counting what she did with those, the Fuji's. Those the gate, those type shit make you get aggressive <laughs> and want to hurt somebody. I don't want to be a part of that debate. I'm just saying, like they're both two different vibes. Mm-hmm. Like they're both two for different vibes. However, they just they both helped, and, and I hate picking a favorite anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What if we put them head to head? Baduism or the miseducation of Lauren Hill? What does that look like? It's dangerous. That's a little scary, actually. It's dangerous. I'm just not prepared for that. It's dangerous, and you can't pick. You can't fucking pick. That's like the Martin versus uh, it was Martin versus uh, Fresh Prince. You can't fucking pick, and it's dangerous. First of all, that was a nev- that was never fair. It's that not was fair. never fucking fair at all. And this is not fair either. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fucking fair. It's not fucking fair. You already know who I would pick if I had to pick one. You don't put Erica. I already know. Especially Erica Badu is um Badu is live. Oh, I've been listening to Baduism live since I was a kid. On I was listening to it on cassette tape. Which song on on Badu? Mm-hmm. Can compete with X Factor. You bitch. <laughs> what what song on Badu is You are a bitch in a half. X Factor. You are a bitch. Tell me. In a Tell half. Me. You are a bitch no. in a half. And what? I hate everything about you. It was all so simple. No, tell me. Hold on. Let me let me get to my Spotify. <laughs> Cuz I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> You're petty. I gotta come back to that. I gotta think about that. Yeah, again. I guess we'll be back on that we'll one. We'll be back on that one. Yeah, so we might know. Do, we might fuck around and do the verses on here because I I don't have to we deal with this. We might do the verses right. I don't have to deal with this negativity. I don't own the rights to this. I don't own the rights to this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, again, I I'm I'm. No, you think and, about that. Until That's... we come back to that, I'm going to have to go with Erica. No, you didn't hit. No. No, no I said until we come back to that. We're going to come back to that on the next one. Because I, I got to. I got to. I got to. <laughs> I, I got to. 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 I got <laughs> you gotta check it out. Check with your sources and shit. Go you gotta ahead. check with my call sources. Your pe- call your I'm gonna people. call my people and have my people call your people. No, real shit, and then we gonna talk about it. Real shit, man. Oh shit. Um. So much. I'm ready to wrap this up. Yeah. So I'm ready to wrap. It. I'm ready. To, mm, I'm ready to wrap it. <laughs> I'm ready to wrap this up for the next. So let's uh, pick from the Mary Jane jar. Where's the Mary Jane jar? Mary Jane jar. It's really just an image. (laughs) (laughs) That is not going to be the theme song for next season. I want you to stop that. Hold on, I got some shit for y'all. It's really just an image. That is not going to be the name. That is not the theme song for next season. That is not the theme song for next season. Yo, they gonna be like, this bitch old as shit. That is not. You took all the Oprah Jones out of this joint. I hope I did. It's in the act of having to do things that you don't want to do. That you learn something about moving past the self, past the ego, bell hooks. That was good. That was good. Did you feel that? I felt that. You felt that one? This is my whole life. <laughs> I battle my ego every fucking day. I 
mean, you know, we all do. Oh, you pick. Except men, they're logical. Yeah, they're logical. <laughs> they're logical. They don't have egos. They just egos. keep fucking them up. On the, <laughs> they don't on have the, egos. They, they know they have egos. They logical. They logical. They're logical. They don't have egos. All right, this one says, you don't make progress by standing on the sidelines, whimpering and complaining. You make progress by implementing ideas. Shirley Chisholm. Shirley? Shirley? That's real shit, though. And let's do one more since we've been in quarantine for three weeks. Shirley! (laughs) Glory. Glory, hallelujah. For heathen. Don't feel entitled to anything you didn't sweat and struggle for. Miriam Wright Elderman. Well, that means that if you didn't earn that shit, that shit don't belong to you. You can't be mad about that Snatchies, shit. Snatchies, not yours. <laughs> Snatchies, no get backs. No real shit. And on that note, you know what I mean? Don't work with your family and don't work with your family. Hey, guys, you guys, you know what? You guys have a really good night. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. My name is Candace Jasmine. That was Mo Sam. Why are you wrapping it up? We got like five more fucking parts of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't wrapping shit up. It's Eats for Beats Mo Sam. What the? It's not Eats for Beats. What is going on?